Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So I know I got a couple of emails. I will be discussing them in another one because in a, another episode because today Trevor and I, Trevor's here. Uh, we both want to discuss two games that just came out and it's pretty exciting. Okay, well, you know what? We'll start with Dying Light 2 because I really, I, I really want to talk about Sifu, but we're going to start with Dying Light 2. <laughs> All right. So Dying Light 2 is made by... Oh, by the way, hi, Trevor. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Uh, as always, excited to be here and even more excited that um, October and November has come in February. Exactly. Yeah, oh my god. Best like, February ever. <laughs> like I, I, we'll start with Dying Light 2. I'll, I'll just give like a brief intro as to what the game is. So it's made, it's, it's, it's the sequel to Dying Light, which was a game made by Techland. Uh, they're the developer that made Dead Island. So they kind of took that Dead Island concept of open world zombie killing, stuff like that with parkour elements. And it was, people loved it. People loved Dying Light. It was like, it came out around a time around January where games usually don't come out and it took the world by storm of like wait there's actually a good game in like january and obviously now games come out like every time any time of the year but they finally made they made dying light 2 there was a lot of road bumps getting here we can kind of see those road bumps even now but i'm going to throw it to you first you download dying light 2 you started playing how long have you put in the game so far uh i don't know exactly how long <clears throat> uh i've made some good progress i probably if I just roughly estimate it, I think I probably have dumped about 10 hours into it so far. So, okay. So we'll, we'll start off with the story. Like this is, again, this is all in the trailer and stuff like that. So we're not spoiling the intro part of the story, but I'm just gonna be honest. It's a little stupid. It's a little, it's a, the, the beginning part. Like the story gets better in terms of your character and everything. So basically what they did was Dying Light 1, you know, like they, uh, it kind of ends or whatever. With Dying Light 2 at the beginning, they say that we found a cure. We found a way to make everything okay. But then some greedy companies did stuff and then we're back here again. I just found that premise a little like, okay, like I, I wish there was a better explanation to this. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't sound that far-fetched uh, <laughs> <laughs> based on how our world's going today. So uh, yeah, I agree. The, this, the whole plot is a little, far, a little crazy. Um, but I mean it's definitely kept me engaged so far. Like uh, I, I definitely want to know what happens. Um, and I think all a big part about that is the characters too. I really like the characters in this game. Aiden's um, really good. Yeah. I think Aiden's really good. Uh, I, I believe Hakan. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love Hakan. <laughs> I think Hakan is great. Um, and then I just got, I'm not sure if you got uh, to the point where you meet Lawan. No, not yet. Uh, I think I'm excited. Rosario Dawson, right? Yeah, I, she plays it. It looks just like her too, and uh, I, I'm a big fan. So I uh, really enjoy her so far in the game. Um, and then there's a guy in the uh, bazaar you meet. I think his name was Dodger. He's kind of like a shady uh, yeah. gambler guy, and and he's just like a a really good side character that really has no uh, main thing to the story, but he seems like a, just a good fleshed out character. So I think all that is really like helping. Uh, keep my interest in this story yeah so but that's kind of the, the the main plot point essentially is you know Aiden is looking for his sister and obviously we won't go further into that but that plot point and that story itself is really interesting because it is kind of like you reaching out to other people trying to find her and everything like that and that has kept me engaged because it opens up other things um, I'm interested in doing the side missions surprisingly like some of the side stories stuff like that I'm like Oh, wow. Like, let me, yeah, you know what? I'll check this out. I'll do this. And like, usually with Dying Light 1, I remember at least, I was just like, no, just golden path, gold point A to point B, let's get it over with side missions. Didn't like really do it for me. But here they actually did a good job and they added the Mass Effect RPG element of when you talk to someone, you can ask them different questions. There are choices. I don't know how much the choices matter in a sense in the, in the later on. We, we don't know until like the end of the game, but they do have those kind of choices elements. But at first, I know I want to talk about was obviously we're going to talk about story. Was there's a whole thing about the bugs and everything in this game? How has the game been running? What are you playing it on? And like, what do you feel about the gameplay so far? Uh, so I'm playing on PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Five, 
Uh, and for the most part, uh, I, I feel like I've been pretty lucky based on what I've heard. Uh, I haven't had anything crazy. Uh, there was the screen flickering issue. Um, I started getting that uh, a little while in and I'm still, I'm actually, uh, saw some screen flicker in, uh, Sifu as well. So I'm actually even wondering if it's the same issue or not. Uh, and it is just like, it's a very quick flash that's almost not noticeable. So I, I, it has that specific issue has not been a big deal to me, and I've run into like things like I've had NPCs that were like talking to me and not there. Yeah, um, I have a couple quests that kind of bugged out, but just quitting the game and starting it uh, kind of like triggered something, and I was able to continue. So um, the worst thing probably is the frame rate. Uh, there's been times where it's definitely chugged. Uh, like if I'm running around, it just completely. Not completely halts, but you it really stutters. Um, so that's probably the worst thing I've seen. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I just hope I don't run into any more major issues. Yeah, I've had the screen flicker as well, but overall, like I noticed the frame rate too. And I look in all honesty, with with the PS Five is like the equivalent to like an RTX twenty sixty maybe or something. So I kind of look at it that way that they're trying to like I know they're running at ten eighty p upscaling to four K if you have a four K TV. And it's running at 60 FPS. So I'm like, yeah, like, you know what? They have to optimize. It's not going to run perfect. But it's just, I, I don't know. I hope that this generation would be the time where like, okay, 60 FPS is the base. And then, you know what? If you get 120, good for you, right? Like, good, congratulations. But like, it sucks that we're still at that thing of like, ah, 60, but hopefully maybe. <laughs> it should be a rule. Like, you you have to maintain that. Like, it, it's fine. Have the different modes. You have the fidelity where you say like, this is going to be 30. You have your performance, but... That performance, it should be minimum 60. It should never drop. Yeah. And I, I get it. You run into certain situations. That's fine. But this one, it, it's happened a fair bit. I know this is a sidebar, but like if it's like a cinematic game, like The Last of Us Part 2, would you prefer if it's like a cinematic kind of a frame rate, like 24 to 30 FPS, or would you want it to be 60? I always take the performance. Uh, yeah. fr- frame, rate, frame rate is king with me. Uh, yeah. I'd rather have it run smooth, look a little less pretty than uh have something like 30 and and have it look really good yeah 30 i feel like once you go towards 60 and especially if you have a pc you it is hard like like in in some instances i see the cinematic mode of like oh it looks like a movie whatever but i'm like after a while when you're like if it requires any twitch action like quick actions on your part you want it to be at least 60 and dying like going to have like dying like two sorry go ahead oh no i was just gonna say like yeah totally like some of the best looking games they look like the first time you see them you're just like this looks incredible i can't get what yeah. good it looks but once you get into that game you don't you stop thinking about that totally you're yeah you're in the game you worry about doing good you want it to perform well um yeah so I, that's why i always go for the the frame rate for sure so i know we have a lot of talk, a lot of talk about, about the gameplay so i'm gonna like what what do you think about the gameplay so far is there something that's hooked you so I did not play much of Dying Light at all. So uh, this one is very fresh for me. So the gameplay is fun. I, I do like the the parkour, the the moving around the city and everything. Um, one thing I really like about it is is that uh, the movement feels really good. Like just you, right out of the gate, like without any upgrades or anything. Like you can move pretty quick. You can transverse very easily. Climbing up stuff uh, for the most part feels pretty good. Um, and then you kind of look at all the different upgrades you can get. And it's like, oh, man, like that one would be so nice to have. And uh, because of that, it, it makes a nice progression. Um, and then when it comes to the combat, it, it's very good. Like uh, the parrying is it feels good. Um, the blocking and everything is pretty good all in all. Being able to push people away and uh, kind of just move around the surrounding to kind of like isolate people. Um, it, it feels good. And then you get all the like different gadgets and stuff like i mean i got the molotov um and you got the one that could distract uh zombies so they give you a lot of tools that keeps it nice and fresh the molotov is very useful i use that on in a, in a couple of uh missions where there was like a a bigish zombie and i was just kind of hiding up top and just throwing the molotov until everyone's dead i'm like all right i'm good yeah like I, there was um one of those like army convoys where they have uh supplies and it was just like they were just around it and just chucking molotovs in it and yeah it's pretty satisfying <laughs> do, do you like that loot aspect of this so they do kind of like i don't know i i always use destiny as, as as a thing to kind of compare it to but they are kind of like adding this element i don't i feel like it was like this in the first game too i'm not 100 percent sure 
but they do kind of tell you that, hey, this area is open. You can keep doing the missions and you'll get like stuff here and there, or you can just kind of start branching out and, and finding loot. Like, are you driven to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this mission right now. Let me just explore, find some loot, and then I'll do this mission. Um, I've kind of like trying to let it happen organically, as in like, I'll kind of follow the main story, but when something comes up, I'll I'll kind of just do it type thing. Like if I pick up a side mission and it sounds interesting, I'll do it. If I'm running to some area and I come across like one of those army convoys, I'll do it and, and get the materials and stuff. Um, getting stuff has been a little slow. I noticed like I, I'm yeah. not getting a ton of money. I'm selling a lot of stuff, but uh, like I can't get a ton of upgrades and everything yet. So I'm kind of just like playing through it a bit to hopefully that kind of stuff will pick up. Uh, but I do like, you know, like crafting a, or taking a weapon and modding it, like adding fire to it and stuff. And then it's got flame shooting from it. That's all really cool and satisfying. And, and the gameplay that, like like you mentioned, like it, it has a really great feel. Like, because for me, one of the things that I always liked about Dark Souls games and even Sekiro is when you make a hit, you get a you get a good feedback. You get a feedback that you made that hit and it was successful. And the same thing with this. When you hit someone on the head with like a hammer or whatever you have in your hand, like you see that feedback and you're like, okay, yeah, there you go. I got this. <laughs> melee first person combat's hard to do and i think they do it very well and and you kind of nailed it the the impact of the hits is what makes it feel really good uh for sure and then like when you do parry one and you get the upgrade that slows it down a bit and and all that feels really good too and i love doing the drop kick thing where you jump from one person onto the other person (laughs) yeah like definitely when you have a bunch of guys so you you parry them and then you basically just run and jump over them and drop kick the guy behind them that's awesome yeah i don't just turn to like us turning into like Shawn michaels or something from like wwe or whatever i'm like what's happened just a straight up uh yeah i'm not forget what that wrestling move's called (laughs) i know yeah what the leg drop with the double leg drop (laughs) oh my god uh, we will have to have like a wwe conversation sometime but uh, what like the so far with Dying Light 2, like, are you, it, it has this hooked you? Because I, I'm, I'm, the reason I keep bringing up, like, being hooked to this game is because, like you said, there's a lot of games coming out. Like, are you going to finish this game or are you going to move on to Lost Ark? <laughs> so that's a problem is that games like this where they give you just so much to do, you could just dump, like, well, I mean, obviously they made that 500-hour tweet and everything, but realistically, it sounds like if you want to complete most of the stuff you're looking at 80 hours or whatever and i don't think i'm going to do that um i mean if i had nothing else to play i'd probably do it because i am enjoying it that much uh i will get through this story for sure i i'm pretty sure i'll make it through the main campaign uh because it, it does have its hooks i mean um like, like i said the progression is satisfying i like it i want to get more upgrades i want to get more weapons um i like collect running around collecting materials to to do that kind of stuff um and i like where the story is going i I do want to see it through so uh i don't know if i'll get it done this month uh we'll definitely see but um yeah i'm gonna i'm going to do my best to keep at it for sure because it it is a good game uh at its core for sure and i I want to talk about the nighttime as well because that was the thing that like you and i kind of discussed like the night at at nighttime basically one of the things that again like they don't really explain this too well at least for me at this point of time but the idea is that everyone is infected in a way and at nighttime you start losing immunity and you got to be around UV light or you got to take like these mushroom pills or whatever to like improve your immunity. But the idea is when you're in the dark, you start turning and you get like a little timer pop up. And depending on certain areas, that timer is even quicker because you're around certain chemicals. Like nighttime is like kind of the thing where like they say that obviously zombies are more dangerous, but you're, you also want to explore because it opens up more areas for you to explore and loot. That for me, at least the timer thing is a little frustrating. I don't mind these zombies being stronger or like they can be more dangerous and maybe they're like, no, you gotta be stealthy because if you, if you can't even fight any of them, I'm like, yeah, I'm perfectly okay with that. But this timer taking down, is like me like, oh my God, I have no mushroom. Okay, I gotta run out, I guess. It feels like an unnecessary inconvenience yeah. uh, <laughs> is the best way to put it. I mean, like you said, night is already kind of hard. Um, I, won't, I mean, I wouldn't say it's hard, hard, but like you, it, it, you do have extra urgency, right? Like you, you have the ones that will start a chase and and you don't want to get in a chase because yeah. getting in a chase is inconvenient because now you have to run because uh, you got to go out of your way from what you're doing and try hiding and uh, and try to end the chase. So I already feel like, they, you know, night feels different and to just have this immunity uh, mechanic is it's just kind of annoying. I will say, though, as you do unlock more stuff um, like areas and everything, there's just more stations of where you can just uh, refill it. 
Yeah. Um, and it, and it is pretty long, right? It is like whatever, seven minutes or something. Maybe that goes up with, with different stats or something, but um, yeah. So you, you basically get seven minutes and then typically what I've noticed is like, yeah, I'll go out. And then when I'm getting like kind of low, I I'm usually near something where I can just go refill it. Uh, but I did run into one or two cases where I was exploring something and it was like going down and then I was like, okay, I got to use mushrooms. The mushrooms do like nothing. Uh, I'm running out of mushrooms and, and that was annoying, but, uh, I do think it, it becomes less of, uh, of an issue as you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not too far into the progression aspect of it in terms of upping my skills. I, every, anytime I get a chance to up my skills, I put it right into stamina because it's very Zelda-like in this game where you have to have stamina when you're climbing and multiple times it's happened when I'm just climbing and that bar goes down so quick. So I'm like, I guess I'm just putting everything in stamina for the next <laughs> few hours. Yeah, I did stamina right away. My first two or three was stamina, but then yeah. when you start unlocking combat skills, it it's tied to your health as well, right? So oh. you get skills that are like, you need 200 health. So that means you gotta put some in your health. So they force you. And <laughs> I, I, I should mention how how that upgrade works is basically around the world they're like these little boxes that you find it's like a, a gre is like the team or that pharmaceutical company i guess whoever was testing the vaccine and stuff like that and they left like these little containers behind and you basically have a key to be able to open those containers and within those containers are these things called an inhibitor and basically you need three inhibitors to increase either the stamina or the health so basically, you're just kind of roaming around. I was dedicated. I was putting so much time into just trying to find that for a little while because I'm like, yo, I need to up my stamina. But like, they do do a good job of putting them in place whilst you're progressing the story. I've noticed, which is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Um, sometimes that's annoying because like you, if you're in the world, it will tell you that there's one nearby, and I'm, and maybe you can get them all, but it doesn't seem like that's the case because like yeah. I think some of them are locked behind story stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just kind of like just collecting them throughout the story mostly. And if I get near one, I'll, I'll quickly try to see if I can get to it, but I won't spend too much time because it gets frustrating and not knowing that I might not be able to reach the, the box. Yeah. So at 60 USD, 79.99 Canadian dollars, is this like an immediate purchase or do you think people should wait or like wait for the box to get fixed? Or just wait for a sale in general? Uh, I think definitely you should wait for a sale. Like, uh, again, I do think this is a great game. Um, but, I mean, if you wait, you could probably get this 60, probably in six months or less. Yeah. And uh, then the bugs would be ironed out for sure. So there would be no harm in waiting. I don't, especially with how many other games are coming. Uh, exactly. I don't think you have to get it today. But I do recommend it. I was going to say if this game came out like maybe January or maybe like a different part of this year, I would be like, yeah, you know what? Full price. I think it's worth it. But we're going to be talking about another game right now. I feel like that deserves your your money before this. Uh, so we'll move right into that. Sifu, yo, this is for me already. Came with your contender. Like I was, first of all, like there was like a huge issue of people had that had early access like you and myself we're not able to access it for a while. And we're just trying, we're like, yo, please let me play because I really want to try this game. Finally got access, played it for a while. I was hooked. I was like, oh my God, like the combat. So this is maybe what the, uh, the developers call Slow, Cat, Slow Clap. And they made a game called Ashen, which is like a Dark Souls fighting version played online with other people. And I remember I tried it out because it was on Game Pass, but I, I didn't really get into it. I really enjoyed it as much. But they took that fighting style, put it into this, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say your way first in terms of what is Sifu, what is the story, like what is happening. <laughs> uh, first off, that's interesting. I didn't know that that was the same developer. Um, yeah, I, I played uh, Ashen for a little bit, and I was just very. I think I just finished playing it after some other Soul like game, and I was yeah. more burnt out on those games at that time, so I didn't really see it through. But um, it was interesting for sure, and I could definitely see the the yeah. art style. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, Sifu, man, it's like uh, basically your martial arts movie in a game, and it's pretty awesome. Um, I love the art style. That oh, yeah. It feels like it's playing a homage to Virtual Fighter. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's very colorful. Uh, it is funny, like, uh, you know, was playing so much Dying Light and then jumping into this, and right away, I, there's a ladder, and I tried climbing the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like the ladder just goes right into the ceiling, and it's like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, 
that that's one thing that i uh it's like there's um the levels are pretty simple all in all like they, there's not a lot to interact with and there's mm-hmm. some branching stuff and everything uh i uh as far as the story goes basically um to be perfectly honest a little lost all i know is uh your father who was basically a karate teacher um was murdered by i believe a former student yeah um and i'm not 100 percent sure why uh yeah <laughs> and i'm also n- not sure why um you age when you die but come back yeah uh so i'm not sure if that stuff will get filled out um it's always good to have that little bit of mystery but um Right now, it's uh, I'm maybe uh, you could do a better job. Uh, maybe you caught on more than I have. No, I, I'm honestly the same as as you. Like, obviously, like I'm I'm in my brain. Obviously, like I'm just speculating. We haven't played the game, but I'm like, oh, maybe you know the the, the father he had he did something. Something happened, and then they came back for revenge. I'm obviously like, okay, what is it? It might paint our dad as actually being a bad person later on. So I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. It looks pretty interesting. But it does have a supernatural aspect to it, right? I think that's what it is. Like, because yeah. basically, this is like, again, the intro of the story. This is like, it's like a known thing. Uh, basically, the henchmen of the guy that killed your dad, like one of them essentially killed you when you were a child. And then the idea that your throat is slit, right? There's like no hospitals, nothing like that. But you were grabbing onto like this little like thing. And that shines and you're just, you just awake and you're just up and running. And the intro scene after that was really, really awesome. Like I really, I loved the intro scene that it was like a tutorial, but it was like preparing you of how do you kill all of them at the same time. I was like, oh, this is so Yeah, sick. that was really cool. The, the intro credit stuff. Yeah. The, and I love that style. Right. And like, and basically the idea is that like, yeah, you, you train your entire life and you're basically going to go through all of these henchmen or the people that are with the, the main leader. And then you go for the main leader and each of these people are in different locations. And when you go into each of these locations, you find things to kind of piece together what is happening, what the story is. And kind of like Dark Souls, which is really cool, you can unlock areas or shortcuts. So when you, if you do restart, now again, like we'll, we'll get to the whole like dying and restarting thing. But the idea is that when you do restart, you're able to just kind of go to the shortcut and go straight to the boss or go to the shortcut and get somewhere. So the dying thing, I think you understand this a little bit better than I do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that your way because I'm still a little confused as to what you keep and what you don't keep when you die. <laughs> yeah, it, they do a little bit of a poor job of communicating some of that because it's kind of like a lot of the times they basically it comes up with a message that like everything's going to be gone except for your board, and then you kind of get back and it's like, no, actually there is some stuff still here type thing. Um, so yeah, I the 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 progression in this game is very the structure I guess is very interesting. Um, so it, it's basically a take on uh, of what a lot of games have been doing lately. So I think of Returnal, um, Deathloop is very similar yeah. to. So basically, you're you're playing it uh, over and over again. The biggest difference between this game and something like Returnal, where Returnal you Returnal has that kind of halfway point where you kind of can skip the first few levels, but um, if you kind of just look at the structure, is that you basically um you do you have to go through level one always you, you start at back of your ship you have to go through level one to get to level two if you're on level two and then if to get to level three you have to go through one two and three but you have shortcuts um and and like you mentioned in sifu the exact same thing so basically in here you can you can get a shortcut um and then uh you you can get to the boss faster but you do not have to play that level again once you beat it but when you beat it, it remembers the youngest age you were when you beat that level. So for example, if you beat level one and at the end of level one, you died a handful of times and you're 29, you start that level as 29. During the game, there's also upgrades. So there's shrines throughout the world. So if you go to a shrine, you use the shrine, um, it'll give you a choice to give an upgrade by either spending some XP or um, based on a score you did. Um, and then uh, based on what your current age is. So it kind of gives you a few options of how you want to upgrade. Those upgrades that you get in that run uh, to the next level of your lowest life are maintained. So for example, I did two upgrades to improve my weapon durability. Um, the next time I start level two, I have those upgrades. They're, they're there. It's, it's, it's a little disjointed because it's kind of weird of like, it, it is that run, even though I can do another run later, 
Um, if I want to start a level one and do another run, if I beat that age, then that one kind of takes over that run. On top of all that, there's also unlocks. So you can unlock skills um, and those skills can be unlocked permanently, which is like kind of a common roguelike mechanic. Um, to unlock them, you have to unlock them once. So like a common thing is like one move is 500 XP. But if you want to permanently unlock it, you have to unlock it five additional times. So it'll basically say to unlock it permanently, five times 500 XP. So you could dump another 500 XP to unlock one of the permanent unlocks, which doesn't give you anything yet. You have to unlock all five, but those do get retained from run to run. So if you have like, you're, you're, you know, you're about to die and you get to a shrine or, or go to the upgrade tree, you can say, I'm going to unlock uh, a couple out of this. So in the next time I only have to unlock it three more times to permanently unlock it. So once you permanently unlock it, then you have that skill going throughout. Um, I think that's it. And probably sounded extremely confusing to yeah. someone who has not seen the game yet. <laughs> no, I, I, cause like this is something you and I were discussing and like, like you said, they don't do a good job of explaining that because you just see these unlocks and you see this stuff in front of you and you just kind of go with it. And I wish they were like, all right, all right, let, let's pause the screen for a second. Let's go through this. Okay. This is what's happening. This is what gets carried over because it was more of like a learning thing of like, okay, I died. And I was like, oh, okay, I died. I guess I have to restart from level one. They're like, oh, do you want to start from level two again or whatever? I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean? And I press the button and it starts me at 29, which is when I started level two. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then, but, I, but then obviously as I playing, I was, I was playing like some of the, the moves that I unlocked, they weren't there. And I'm like, wait, I'm confused. Like what's happening? And, I, and then obviously like the XP thing as well. I, I was thinking that when it said five times 500 XP, I'm like, oh, they want me to store 2,500 XP and put it in all in one go. But then you found out that, no, no, if you put it 500 XP in one run or whatever, it'll keep carrying over. And I'm like, why, like, why did you put that somewhere? Like, why is this, is this too much work? Yeah, so when you go back, so if you're on level two, you're, you were 29 and you go through and you die, you don't make it through level two. When you go back, you won't uh, and do level two again xp is gone so you, you're back at zero so that that does not be retained and you know what i'm honestly not 100 percent sure about skills that you unlock but you didn't permanently unlock i don't know if those are there i know the upgrades are there for sure like i mentioned i always have my two times weapon durability upgrade but i don't think i had additional skills and the reason i don't know is because i permanently unlocked uh the one the one or two that i did at that time so i have those because they're permanently unlocked but the very first time you unlock a skill it's not a permanent unlock you're unlocking mm -hmm. it just for that run and i don't think those are retained i think anything kind of related to xp there is gone yeah um, so i'm still not even 100 percent sure on everything <laughs> yeah and i mean i i think that's what we should go into like in terms of what the unlocks are and, and these unlocks are a lot of them are focused on moves so this game is honestly a fighting game at the end of the day it feels like you're playing a fighting game except it's obviously 3d and stuff like that uh you're able to parry so you have l1 and you uh, we were playing on the ps5 i think it's only, oh no, actually it's ps5 and pc but we we're playing on the ps5 and like yeah you press l1 you can parry with l1 or if you just hold l1 you can block kind of like sekiro you can block all you want but you have a a resistance meter i forgot what it was called in sekiro but basically if that hits red even if you're blocking it'll, it'll break and they can like i think one or two punches and you're down like your health will just go down. So that was like one cool thing that I like because I love Sekiro. At the same time with this game, again, they don't teach you a lot in the beginning. They just kind of tell you here's parry, here's R2 to dodge, here's punch is square, here's triangle is to uh, do a power punch in a sense. And there you go. And like I was still, initially I was playing as like, I'm just going to block and hit, block and hit. And then I realized like they would break through my chain. And I'm like, oh, no way. My health is basically full. But one or two punches and I'm down. And I'm like, oh my God, I just lost a year. Like for you, how was the gameplay and how was all of that? So um, with the gameplay, like, yeah, you're right. Like it is very like, you can you can go down very quickly. Like if you, if you even the easiest um, enemies in the game, if they mob you and you get in a, in a bad position, like they will take you down. And that sometimes can be very frustrating. Um, but what I do like is, is the being able to survey and control the, uh, fight that's going on. And that was one skill I learned early on that I found paid off big time is that 
as cool as it's going to look if you go in the middle and you just knock it down <laughs> everyone left and right, uh, that can go, sometimes it will go perfect and it'll look amazing. Other times it will go very bad and you're going to lose one or two lives. Um, you so, obviously saw me playing. <laughs> my, my first runs, a couple run three, three or four run throughs were very bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, once you, once you do get the hang of uh, a lot of it, it, it becomes a lot more satisfying, but even just like, again, like, um, vaulting around stuff, splitting up the enemies, just trying to get them in the right position so that you can only fight one or two at a time. And then when too many come is quickly going, running away, like, don't be afraid to run away. Um, weapons are amazing in the game. Don't be afraid to use those weapons, man. You grab those, you use them as long as you can. Uh, they they make such a big deal, uh, big difference. Um, so yeah, I mean, like in general, that was I I went into this game with very like I didn't want to be spoiled on anything. I honestly didn't even know what the structure of the game was going to be like or anything. I just knew I saw the video. I was like, that looks amazing. I want yeah. to play this. Uh, I'm very curious how it will play though, because anytime you see something like this where it just looks so fluid and everything, it's typically the controls usually suffer because of it, right? Because to get that nice fluid movement and everything, it, it's kind of hard to translate that to button presses. Um, and I think they do a really good job with it. Like it yeah. feels really good. Uh, you know, it feels like you're really like, you know, one button is one punch. Um, you have a couple button combinations in there to do your kind of like finisher type moves. Um, the blocking and the dodging, once you get it down, feels really good and it, it looks really cool. So uh, like it 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 works super well and it, it is really fun to play once you start getting good at it uh when you're not so good at it 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 can be very frustrating uh so i i'm enjoying the gameplay big time yeah like i i, I think i i kind of started in my second run through of the second level i started running away a little bit more because i i was i remember i was like initially playing i'm like i'm john wick basically you know the same style just go in you get hit a few times like, that's all good keep punching back and I was playing like that and I got to the, to the boss at the end but the boss at the end I was like no jokes I was like yo I got this all right L1 L1 I'm gonna block and I'm just like my meters are going higher and higher I'm like oh shit never mind I'm like, I'm like aging I age like all the way to like 69 or 70 something and I go one go I'm like oh my god game over restarted and then when I restarted that level I was like okay there's a bunch of people here I'm gonna jump over this table and just wait for them to come Sometimes they, it's a really funny thing because they, they I jump over and I'm like, I'm going to wait for someone to come. And they like do like this little flip jump on you and they like knock you out. I'm like, damn. But I started using, I started playing like Sekiro basically at yeah. that point. Uh, this kind of goes back to the structure of the game, which is really interesting. Um, I mean, it, it, it's definitely got pros and cons, but it's basically like they want you to master a level before moving on. Because again, like, you pick up on the age you left off. So every single life you lost in the previous level is going to make the future levels harder. So you like, yeah, if you lose, you know, a handful of uh, level, not lives, I guess, age or, or whatever you call it. Uh, if you lose so much age getting into that next one, like it, it kind of encourages you to go back and do it again, but do it better. Like try to like ultimately the goal is you don't want to die in that level so that you are 20 when you start that next level. So I ended up doing that with the first level. I said, okay, you know what? Uh, I ended up, um, my very first one was horrible. I, I was like 54, 54 uh, when I started level two. So I went back, I did it again and I got it down to 29. And I was like, oh man, I, I think I could do this. I think I got the boss down and everything. So did it again. And sure enough, did finally did my like no death run. And now I'm on level two at 20. And now I feel like I'm done with that first level. Like I, I don't have to play it anymore. If you, if you want to really focus on unlocks, then you could play it through just to get the XP again. Um, but uh, for pretty much now I'm like, okay, now I'm focused on level two um, and just trying to get beat level two now with the best age possible. So it is very interesting and very different because a lot of the games like this, it feels like it translates very close to death loop where you kind of have like these different levels and you're unlocking, you know, you have your board and you're unlocking clues and stuff, but in death loop, you very much can get through all those levels and then you do them all again. Whereas here is you can't really progress until you really master that level. Sure. Yeah. You can go to level three, but I'm like, whatever. I, I finally beat two, but I beat it. I was whatever, 61 or something. So now I'm like on three on like level, like age 61 
like I could hardly get through it. So I'm back on level two now, again, trying to perfect level two. Um, and it gets satisfying. And that's why I love, I got like, I really like these games where you have to get better at them. You can't really yeah. brute force too much in this. Um, and I can see, I assume we're going to have a lot of the conversations of, is this game too hard? Do okay. you need a difficulty level? Yada, yada, yada. And you know what? Like, I can't even say for sure that I can beat this game at the moment. Like, it is, it, it's pretty damn hard. Uh, I'm really struggling on that second boss, like beating him without dying a million times. Um, oh my God. He's also cheating. He's got a stick. But yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so I, at the end of the day, I, like, I'm sure I probably will will get through it eventually. But um, uh, I just feel like that was what they're going for. And it makes it just so much more satisfying. If, they, yeah. if you had a way to just make it easier, like, you know, every game doesn't have to be for everyone. And that's what makes it so, so much more exciting and entertaining. And they give you that, that option. Difficulty. Like, if you notice that they give you the option when you die, it tells you on the side, if you press this button, you can just restart the run or just like give up and restart it. And then, yeah. cause they know, they're like, look, you, I, we get, we get it. And like, actually you do get a chance when you die. Um, if you are able to clear a certain, obviously you still level up by like you age by one. But like if you're able to clear the entire room with the next one, it's like a weird counter. I feel like we should discuss that counter before I mm. before I discuss that. Basically, when you die, you age by one the first time you die, and that that counter is one and it multiplies by two every time. So every time you die, it, the next time will become two. So you age by two years. No, sorry, well, yeah, you age by two years, right? The next time. Yeah. So your counter goes up one every time you die. Yeah. Unless and, you the bring idea it is, back down. Exactly. The idea is you get a chance to bring it back down to zero. If you're able to clear rooms and stuff, and then so that the next time you die, you only age by one. The idea is that if you die enough times without clearing out room, you'll just age so quickly that you're basically it's just game over. Versus you die once, and it's like it's kind of like giving you the option that look, you die, but it's okay. You only age by one. You can still kind of go through this, which I kind of appreciate because I was like, if I go from 21 to like 35 to like 50, whatever, I'm like I'm gonna be like I can't like you know I'm just gonna be at the first level this entire time. But they give you that option which I appreciate. And like, I like that idea of like, hey, do uh, I love Hitman. Like Hitman 3, I put in 40 hours. I think that's more than most people. And like, for me, it's like, I focus on one level, I do everything. And then I'm like, all right, let's go to second level. So I appreciate this. I, for me, this is like difficulty is not an issue. I love this. So there's two ways to reduce your death counter. So if you beat elite enemies, so elite ones are, they're kind of like, um, if you almost beat them and then you don't finish them off, they like get super angry and they get all the health back and then they, yeah, exactly. So when you do beat them, that will drop your counter down. Um, and then there's like kind of mini bosses throughout a level. So like they're, they're just a little tougher than in the average uh, uh, enemies. They'll also drop your death counter. And then you can actually drop your death count to zero at a shrine as well. Um, it's one of the options to choose. So, I think you have to spend 1,000 XP to do it, which is pretty costly when it comes to trying to upgrade your stuff. But it is super useful. Like if you get to a boss and your death counter is at five, that <laughs> drastically reduces the amount of attempts you have at that boss. Because now you're, if you're whatever, if you're 40 and, and you're at five, well, he kills you, you're going to go up five. And then the next one's going to be six, seven. So you're only going to get a handful of shots. But if you reset it right before the boss to zero, now you like have considerably more attempts, um, you know, over double, if not triple. So uh, it's just another interesting mechanic. Yeah. And I mean, it all, I think we both know the answer to this, but is this a definite buy for people right now in this month? I know there's a lot of other games coming out, but would you think they should be uh, on the people's radars? <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you like this type of game, like like I mentioned, it is hard. If you are into those games that are hard, like you like the Returnals, you like the Sekiro's, um, the Dark Souls, if that is your type of game, then 100% this, I think this is a game for you. Um, otherwise, I would, I would, you know, I wouldn't jump in right away if, if you're not into the hard games. Like it is pretty brutal. Um, and I think it'd be very tough for some people. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, like, I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I, a lot of people are opening up to difficult games, I've noticed, you know, like Elden Ring. The, Elden Ring has a mainstream popularity now. It's not just people who like hard games. So that is already showing me. And you kind of see that with Zelda. Zelda is a very much a mainstream game, and people don't realize, but that is very, very Dark Souls-like in terms of, you know, how difficult it is. You get a couple of hits and you're down. So, like, 
I feel like this is like a perfect entry level. Like you said, like this is this does require a bit more. This you know, there's you need quick thinking, you need quick reaction, you need to be able to kind of move around. I always play like a fighting game. If all of that kind of meshes, I yeah, hundred percent. Otherwise, I think like you said, like you can get this game on a sale. But like I for me, slow clap, and I I would like to like support the devs, especially at the beginning, because I'm like yo, please make more games like this. So I'm hoping more and more people buy this game because we need more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then also we don't want to forget about accessibility too. I mean, like yeah. like you said, this game requires reflexes and timing and and that kind of stuff. Um, actually, that brings up one thing I do want to uh, mention. I'm kind of curious what you think about um, it. And maybe this is just me, but I feel like this game is very much more about memorizing than uh, react reaction time. Because yeah. I feel like the reaction windows are so small that um, I just can't uh i i just can't like time them perfectly but i noticed that you can you can actually see patterns so typically like um some of the harder enemies will have like two or three patterns and you can tell that oh okay this is the pattern where eventually he's going to try to sweep me low so i need to jump uh, i need to dodge up and yeah. this is the one where it's going to be high i need to dodge down and and a lot of the reaction comes into identifying that so you can prepare for it um and i just find like uh, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that because sometimes it feels good because I'm like, oh, okay, I know the pattern now. But I also sometimes find it frustrating that I have to learn the pattern first as I can't just go in and react to it type thing. Yeah, um, so I agree with that. Thoughts on like, that? I, I feel the same way because it like like it definitely feels like Sekiro because Sekiro, when it comes to bosses, it was, especially like the demon boss, for example, that gave me the most amount of trouble. And it was all about, okay, he's, he's doing this move. I need to go this way to the right. I need to make a swoop onto the left. He's gonna do the other move. I'm gonna go underneath. I'm gonna hit him a couple of times, then go back. And it was literally like that. And like there's like one of these like really big henchmen. And one of his moves is like when he grabs you and he like slams you to the ground like a power bomb or whatever. And it it does a lot of damage. So you do not want to get in that. But it was like thing of like, all right, he's gonna do a couple of moves. He's, his hands will start glowing. He's gonna try to grab me. R2 R2 back quickly and then come in and go for a hit. And it was just like memorizing, like you said, like 100%. Like the reaction is first time you enter the room. First time you enter, new enemy. All right, what do we do? Okay, L1, move around, whatever. Second time when you come in and you're like, okay, now I need to learn the moves a little bit because I got my ass handed a little bit before and now I need to like learn so that that doesn't happen. Yeah, and I find like when I, d I haven't learned them uh, enough, I end up just holding my block and I just feel yeah. like sometimes <laughs> I'm just throwing my the stick in any direction. I'm just like, just hoping like, okay, I'm just going to throw it up and hope for that works. So I'm going to throw it back to the side. And then, you know, like it ends up being like, uh, you know, a lot of times a 50-50 chance if you're going to dodge it or not. And yeah, um, so I mean, yeah, I... I I wish there was a little more reaction time on some of that stuff and it was less about just trying to memorize stuff. As someone who has a poor short memory, it's yeah. really frustrating. <laughs> hey, you beat Sekiro. That's, uh, that's all yeah. the memory you need. Well, I would argue that Sekiro had bigger timing windows. Like um, oh, yeah, when you're going, when they're going to attack high or, or attack low with an undodgeable attack, I felt like I typically could react in time. Whereas yeah. here, I don't always feel like it. Like sometimes it's just like, oh shit, I, I'm already got smashed in the face <laughs> yeah no i agree i agree so obviously before we before we end our episode today i definitely wanted to kind of bring up something i want to talk about just like some reports i've been reading about you know sony and now obviously having bungie on board and how they're approaching this thing of getting 10 live service games before march 2026 and i just wanted to talk we, we you and i were just discussing lost ark just before uh before our episode and like how that's like a live service game that's gonna ask for a lot of time on your part Sony wants to make 10 live service games, which I get it, but like, who, like, I, I don't know how you think about this, but I always view a live service game as something that's like more like a life service game. You dedicate your life to it. You're, you're in, invested in that game. Are you, do you think one person can have multiple live service games in their life? The average person, I don't think so. Um, yeah. I think someone like you and I can have can manage two, maybe yeah. three. Um, but it's hard, right? Or like, maybe three, like you said, three. But they, they're making ten. That was so. When I saw that note, I thought that was just something you came up with. Of like, <laughs> let's just guess ten Sony live service games, and I was like, that's crazy. Like I can't, like I can't even think of 
because Sony's just all all their games is so focused on single player experiences. Yeah. Even if I just take all their like single player games and say them as live services, half of those wouldn't even make sense. So I'm super curious what these 10 games are. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, obviously, Destiny must be considered as one of them, Destiny 3 or whatever. Um, I think you can do a driving game. Is that Twisted Metal? Drive I think I think they're working on a Twisted Metal live service game. Twisted Metal, that one's interesting. Yeah, I could see that being a live service game. Um, you know, maybe an Uncharted multiplayer type thing. Oh, um, that's, I love Uncharted multiplayer. Yeah, that was not guy. bad. And uh, Last yeah, of Us, the factions. Yeah, I don't know. I just thinking Last of Us as a live service game just feels right wrong <laughs> exactly right that's what I, I i just don't get i i remember i played the multiplayer aspect of god of war god of war ascension and i was like i get what you're trying to do but it just feels weird <laughs> yeah um i don't know and then i was just kind of looking through some of their properties uh i could see a little big planet uh as a live service do they bring back a Solcom or a siphon filter um and then Killzone Resistance, which kind of collides with Destiny, but I yeah. guess that they're spread out. Um, maybe Ghost of Tsushima, like Legends mode Legend. type thing. Um, but see, like again, like all yeah. of these, they're 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 like good ideas, but like for live service game, I mean, look at Halo Infinite. Okay, like we love Halo Infinite, but in Steam charts and everything like that is dropping right now. Like I don't know about like the Xbox stuff. I think on Xbox is still pretty good, but when it comes to like PC gaming and everything like that, because Sony is approaching this with PC in mind. Like it is even Halo Infinite is not able to kind of keep up with uh, New World. With uh, there was another game, but there's like a bunch of Dying Light Two has more concurrent users right now. Yeah, you know. So like I'm like okay, you're gonna put ten out there, and all of these seem like good ideas, but it's more of like okay, it's a good good idea that I play for a month, and then I'm like, you know what, I'm good. <laughs> I think we need to get past that. A live service game is something that you always have to be playing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a live service game in a more modern sense is kind of like the destiny model where you get kind of small content drips throughout that are nothing major. They keep the people, the, the hardest of the hardcore that just want to play that game, keeps them interested until the big content drops. Um, and then when those big content drops come, that's when you, you kind of jump back into it. Right. Um, and I think you can juggle that stuff, right? Like for example, like Halo, like I love that game and I'm, I'm really not playing it right now because I, you know, I did the battle pass. I'm, you know, there's no like incentive for me to, to keep playing it right now, as much as I like it, I've kind of done everything. I'm just kind of waiting for the next content drop. So when the next season pass comes or the next event, uh, with a new mode, I'll jump in and play some more. Right. Um, and I think that's probably the case with a lot of people, which is why Halo's numbers are dropping. And I'm not surprised. Like, um, I wouldn't expect it to stay up. I, I, the game is good, but you can only play so much of a game before you're like, okay, I want to play something else, right? And with so many other games coming out. Uh, so I think when it comes to the live service, it's just a kind of a game that's just supported for a very long period of time with additional content, right? Um, and you don't have to play those all the time, and it's okay. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's, I feel like, is the approach that, you know, us as consumers and gamers should, should like, look at it in a way. But, like, in terms of Sony and these companies, I'm sure for them it's like, engagement it's like how many people are there all the time how many people are, are seeing ads how many people bought the new um aloy costume so that they'll buy the new horizon game you know like you know like on 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 their point of view that's what they're looking at and i feel like that's where they also need to kind of pivot a little bit of hey let's make something let's build something first of all i think a lot of these live service games should be either free to play or like basically no entry it should be like really cheap because look at halo the reason halo did so well is because it was free to jump in but like do you really think Sony will be like, hey, we got Last of Us fast and we made a new Last of Us live service game? It's free. They'll be like, no, give us $100 just to jump in or something. Oh, yeah. Sony's not going to. I'll be so. They, they'll do one or two free to play, and there'll be ones that are like probably ones that were going to fail anyways, kind of like a Destruction <laughs> All Star or something. Oh, my God. Uh, like, I can't believe I mean, still not free. Yeah, so I mean, like the the attractiveness of the live service stuff is right. Like, so much of that upfront cost is that initial development, right? Um, maintaining those, like, hundred percent, cost money, cost resources, but 
the amount it costs to you know do a expansion on an established system, established engine, the tools are ready and everything is far less costly. Obviously, cosmetics most of the time cost next to nothing to make and make a bundle, right? So it, it's more like I'm just wondering if we start to see more of their single player games just kind of like, you know, kind of take on this live service thing where they are just going to get more expansions and and more content trips. Um, I would love that. Yeah, for... that's what I hope. I hope it is. I hope they're not trying to completely... Um, reinvent the wheel with some of their properties and and get away from the single player thing and and try to force the live service thing down and i i just hope they kind of naturally let it happen like you can call ghost of tsushima a live service game because you have the legend mode um and if they kind of kept giving like little story expansions along the way um that kind of like feels like live service to me yeah i mean legends i don't know why they i mean first of all they they initially it was obviously Put together with the game itself with Ghost Tsushima. If you own Ghost Tsushima, you get it for free. If you want Legends on its own, I think it's pretty cheap. It's like fifty or twenty dollars, something like that. Then it has a raid and everything. And I'm like, okay, like, it, why are why are we not hearing more about? By the way, there's a battle pass. By the way, there's this thing happening. I'm like, you already have a life service game in a way that people generally love. A lot of people love Ghost Tsushima Legends, mm-hmm. but you're like, you know what? No, let's uh, restart. Bungie, can you help us? We have no idea what we're doing. Uh, what can we make into an FPS thing? What can we do to combat Call of Duty since Microsoft owns that? And I'm like, you you get, you have cool ideas. Make something different because Call of Duty will, it, most of the time, I think, will still be on PlayStation. But they have Destiny 2. I would be so much more excited if they're like, hey, completely new IP, completely new idea, new franchise itself. And like, let's start this and it's a live service game. I'm like, okay, you're not messing with my God of War. You're not messing with my Uncharted or something like that. I'm good with this. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm still surprised. Like, I'd love to know what these ten games are that they're working on. They ha- they have to be. I I hope most of them are new IPs. Um, to your point, right? Like, I don't want them to mess up uh, some good stuff that they're. The Last of Us. Oh my god. Yeah, I just I if they come in with a Last of Us live service, that would just like I said, feels wrong. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, hopefully, we'll find out about this soon around E3 time. Yeah. So, thank you so much everyone for joining really means a lot please join us again next week we'll be talking about more games hopefully we'll hear some news about sony buying square enix so i can start winning in the bench thing but thanks so much trevor for joining really means a lot thanks someone appreciate it see everyone bye